Yo, what's going on? It's John, and it's time for the JMart Cast for Monday, September 20th, 2021. What's going on? How are ya? Hey, friends and family. Thanks for joining me for another episode of JMart Cast. How you been? Love you all. Thank you for listening. Man, I'm recording this on Sunday night. Like this, It's almost 10 p.m. right now, and I'm pretty tired and would rather be going to sleep. But if I don't record this on Sunday night and have it ready for Monday morning, then it'll be like the third or fourth week in a row that I'm like messing this up. And I promised myself that I wouldn't let that happen. So I'm just going to plow through, as Bill Burr likes to say, and go on ahead. And even if I'm tired, whatever, we're just going to do this. It's been a bit of a long day. Started off by uh, waking up early, giving the dog a walk, and then heading out to pick up my brother. He, uh, from Mississauga, from Square One in Mississauga, he flew back from Vancouver. He was on a trip away for about a week to Vancouver with a friend. And during that time, my parents were watching his dog and I got to watch it for the last few days. Uh, and then I, he was, he had a cheap tickets that he got from that. The flight was from Waterloo to Vancouver. And so he had gotten, uh, I think a bus ticket to go from Waterloo to square one Mississauga. So I picked him up from there and uh, brought him back to my place so he could get his things, uh, grab his dog and his car and drive back to Ottawa. And so that was the start of my day. Then when they came over, they hung out for a little bit. We uh, watched some soccer. It was uh, Chelsea versus Tottenham, the Tottenham Hotspurs. Uh, if anyone watches English Premier League, and uh, Chelsea gave him a good beating, three nothing. My brother's a big Chelsea fan, so I was pretty pretty happy about that. I wanted to actually take that time and do some editing on my new podcast episode for State of Health, but unfortunately, I just when my brother's around, I just want to hang out with him. You know, I don't get to see him very often because he lives in Ottawa, so I wanted to just uh, spend time with him. So. Didn't really spend a lot of time doing the editing like I wanted to, but I guess I'll just have to do that tomorrow, which is totally fine. And that's why I'm recording this now so that I don't have to do this tomorrow and push that back even further. There you go. Plowing on ahead. <laughs> so then anyway, uh, Carly came home from work and after the game was over, my brother uh, left and so we then we just did a little bit of prep before going to her parents' house for a little bit of a dinner party uh, where we were celebrating kind of like three birthdays. Mine was like three weeks ago now. And then it turns out that my wife's uh, siblings all have uh, partners who have a September birthday. So it's kind of like a party all for all three of us. Had a great time hanging out with family uh, seeing my sister-in-law's uh, three-month-old baby. He is so adorable. I love seeing him every time. I uh, had a, a lot of food and just like stuffed myself with uh, a lot of delicious things. Had a couple beers too. So that's all contributing to me feeling pretty tired and not wanting to do this right now. But again, I'm only going to rem- <laughs> keep mentioning that because it helps fill time, not because... It's actually bothering me that that much. Anyway, 
hope you guys have had a good week. I've had another awesome, fit, busy, full week. Let's see. Started off on Monday by getting back to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. What? I'm doing Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. White belt, baby. Come at me. No, just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I got so aggressive there all of a sudden. Jiu-Jitsu is all about self-defense, but I'm like, trying to, I don't know. I'm being like a dickhead or something. Anyways, yeah. Started doing Jiu-Jitsu again. I was doing it for a few months in a row and like, Loving it before pandemic started, and uh, uh, of course hadn't gone back for like near, nearly a year and a half. And now finally the gym's been open for a while, but they didn't have noon classes, and the noon classes are back. That means J Mart's back at Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, baby. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it. I went actually twice this week. First was on Monday at noon, and I did I got a Friday evening class in as well. It was great. Man, I love it so much. Just, you know, being able to be on the mats, roll around, try to choke each other out and, you know, work your cardiorespiratory system and just have fun. You know, it's like being a kid again. <laughs> of course, uh, it's not all fun and games like um, when it comes to jujitsu, uh, you know, a lot of times you end up on your back and also, when you're just practicing in the gym, a lot of times you're not really matched up with someone the right size as you, especially for the noon class, which is a small class. There's not that many people that show up. Like, there was nobody my size, basically. And so I'm just, like, rolling around with these big dudes that are 200 pounds or heavier. Like, 200 pounds is a min, I believe, minimum. And so, you know, if one of these guys has any leverage on top of me, I just get this, like, really really like uncomfortable feeling that i think must be similar to what people feel when they get claustrophobic and like they're in small spaces and they get like anxiety and and they like want to leave and they can't stand being there anymore that's very similar to how i feel <laughs> i'm sure everyone feels like that when there's someone heavy on top of them but it's just like i don't know it's the most discomfort i feel out of any other i don't know situation that i've ever been in I don't know why I'm confessing like my biggest fears on this podcast, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I did Bra Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Monday at noon and Friday evening as well. That was a lot of fun. Monday also got to vote and get the vote in early. Wife and I did the vote on Monday because we anticipated that, um, you know, if we waited for the actual day, day, it would be a lot busier and we just wouldn't be able to get it in. And so uh, luckily the advanced polling station was really close to our house. We just had to walk for five minutes, literally. So it worked out pretty well. And we even brought Benny with us. So he got to see his first democratic election and vote because voting matters, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, stay positive, J-Mart. Stay positive. You're good. You're good. <laughs> I got to see some crazy people at the um, in the line waiting to vote. That was great. Um, There's one lady that was like very COVID afraid and just had her arms out trying to basically uh, 
show that like that's the amount of space that she required around her like and if and if like people didn't give that much space to her then you know they would be in in the path of the arm motion i guess and probably would get hit so anyways <laughs> weird stuff like that going on and i continued my streak of going on a decent run at least once a week to 2 weeks now I think I mentioned last on last week's episode that I went on a run with my buddy two weeks ago, and then last week we continued it again with another similar run. Felt much better the second time around already, which is nice, and uh, didn't get nearly as much soreness in my calves as I did from the first time around, and on my inner arches. Oh man, the first time like when we went on the run, like like I said, the calves were were bad, but the inner arches of the foot were just like so so tight like I was um like imagine like when you're sitting on a chair or something and you bring your your foot on your other leg's knee like I was doing that and then with my elbow I was just smashing the inside of my uh foot arch because the muscle there was just so tight and 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 sensitive like it was just like the best thing for it I was just massaging the crap out of it and it was like painful but like one of those good pains <laughs> so um yeah I was doing that uh two weeks ago after the run as I was like really sore and I didn't get that at all this time around it's funny like I it just felt soreness in different parts of the of the foot this time around there was a lot more soreness on the outside of the ankle instead of the inside of the uh, foot arch and then um what was the other part? Uh, yeah, I guess the top of the foot felt pretty pretty tight as well. Very strange that like one week you can feel soreness on one area, another week on like a completely different part. But really felt good to do the run again. And uh, we feel, felt like we kept a faster pace and actually, uh, you know, it didn't feel too, too, too hard. But it's it's just funny, like the cardiovascular system is fine, but the musculoskeletal and the connective tissue like that part of it is just like it's not accustomed to it so it just tightens up and feels really sore and you just got to spend a lot of time just stretching and and helping it along with the recovery so that I can do it again next week and kind of just keep getting a little bit better each week without overdoing it on any one part of the body so yeah the run was good been doing a little bit of biking a little as well I biked to drop off my kid at his daycare on one of the days been biking to jujitsu as well did the run so staying pretty active which is really nice on wednesday we had our sister-in-law's three-month-old baby visit and actually stay overnight uh, my wife and i suggested that we would take care of him for an overnight visit to let my sister-in-law and her husband have like a night to themselves without the kid which is a uh, nice thing to have when you're uh, a, a new parent. So we definitely appreciated it when that was something that was offered to us at that stage. So we definitely wanted to pass it on to them. It was hilarious with the first thing that this kid does uh, when he came over was just have the biggest blowout poop <laughs> and just like destroy his outfit and <laughs> like, his mom like put him in this cute outfit and he comes over and immediately like blows out and <laughs> has to get a new outfit uh put us to the test right away we got him clean and figured it out 
<laughs> uh, had a great time with him. Like with any kid, you have to take a little bit of time and figure out kind of their needs and how to communicate with them. So we had a little bit of difficulty at first. We had a hard time kind of feeding him. But over time, eventually, he kind of like uh, felt more comfortable with us and we took care of all his other needs. So he was uh, kind of ready and finally gave in to us feeding him with the bottle. And then after that, it was like smooth sailing. He uh, slept pretty well in the night as well, only woke up once. He was at, he's at that stage where he's just waking up once in the middle of the night to feed, which was good, took care of him. And then it was awesome, kind of gave us, Carly and myself, a little bit of a, a window as to what it might be like soon in the future for us when uh, our baby girl comes around and, you know, we're kind of uh, ready for, you know, how to, you know, divide labor, kind of how to approach it. And also give uh, our, you know, first son a little bit of exposure to that, to like understanding that he can't always be, you know, the center of attention. And sometimes we're going to have to, you know, be spending more time with another kid. So, uh, yeah, getting used to all of that. And he seemed to not mind it at all. Like, you know, when uh, in the beginning we were having a little bit more difficulty and we're trying to figure out what we need to do to um, be able to feed the Three months old, of course, uh, we're ignoring our kid a little bit, but he seemed like he was okay with that. I mean, he understood, he seemed to understand that there was something going on that needed uh, problem solving that mommy and daddy had to focus on. And so he was just cool uh, doing his own thing, playing with, with his toys and uh, letting us uh, problem solve, I guess. <laughs> so that was really nice to see. Overall, it was a really awesome experience. Uh, makes me smile just thinking about uh the future and yeah having my little baby daughter around and my son running around in circles and being like daddy daddy can i help you or something something like like that who knows what the future will hold but it's fun to fantasize that's for sure so the next day we uh, actually had uh, my sister-in-law meet us early in the morning and we went to an apple orchard together the three of us, my wife and I and her and our two kids. It was a beautiful day, nice and sunny, only a few clouds in the sky. We went and to this small little apple orchard. Like we've been to another one that's quite a lot bigger. And this one's a smaller one. Not as many people go to it. And it was just like the perfect location. The Macintosh apples, oh my God. They were like perfectly ripe and just so delicious. Like some of the trees with the these Macintosh apples... Uh, like the 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 apples themselves were like so fully red like you couldn't actually find like a yellow patch anywhere on it like some trees that didn't have fully ripe fruit yet would have uh like apples that were mostly yellow but then some of the really perfect trees that were like right there man those macintosh apples were like fully red with only like a little patch of yellow that might have been left because of like like a shadow of a leaf or something and like they were just so tasty like we bought like a, a huge amount of those apples uh both for eating and also because uh my wife and her sister are gonna make like an apple pie filling for their brother's uh, wedding which is coming up soon after we were done picking the apples we there was a little coffee shop there so we sat down to have like a little snack and some coffee before we went home and as we sat down after us, there was like another family came by to sit down 
And you could tell these guys were like, I guess you could say trouble <laughs> right from the get-go because they're just like, you know, these loudmouth people that are just like shouting at each other. And, <laughs> you know, just kind of rude in, in like a public space to be speaking so loud that like, you know, you're the largest contributor of sound in like the nearest vicinity. <laughs> and then at one point, this person made eye contact with me and he noticed that I was drinking an espresso and he like, I looked away and like maybe five, 10 seconds later, I hear that he's like shouting at me, Hey, 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 is the coffee good? <laughs> like, I was like, are you serious? Cause he, he's just like, he was maybe like 10 sitting 10 feet away from me he made eye contact and then and then just shouted from 10 feet across like <laughs> to ask if the coffee's any good uh so like i was not i was just polite i didn't i was like yeah it's great i tried not to uh shout it back too loud i kind of gave him a thumbs up as i set it at like a normal volume not to shout back <laughs> And he kind of got it, but it was just funny. He continued being a loud mouth. And then I also noticed that he was pulling out a vape and vaping like, like hardcore vaping, like every five, 10 minutes. Like it looked like a weed vape, to be honest, but he was vaping it so often. It like, it must've been tobacco. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that was weird. So that same day is also the same is the day that I went to pick up my brother's dog from my parents Man, I love that dog. He is a ginormous <laughs> freaking animal. He w must weigh at least 130 pounds. He's this big, he's like not quite as big as a Great Dane, I would say, but like not much smaller. He is huge. He's a breed, is a rare breed from the mountains of Armenia. He's called an Armenian Gamper. If you search that, G-A-M-P-R. Armenian Gamper, you'll see what kind of breed that is. Oh man, he is the cutest, like big dog ever. He, he, he it's kind of like a looks like a bit of a shepherd dog. It's got that long snout. Uh, the ears are not a, a little bit shorter, and uh, it's got a quite a thick neck. And the one my brother's got, he's got a nice tan coat. He's awesome. He's just the nicest, like chillest dog ever. He just like lies on at home and 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 relaxes all day long until it's time for to go to a walk. And then when he goes on a walk, he's just loving, uh, like smelling everything, going from spot to spot, marking his territory everywhere. And he's gotten super chill re recently as well. Like when he, my brother first got him, he's like a five year old dog, so he's like not quite young, but. He's a perfect dog, and when my brother got him, at first he was a little bit more, uh, you could say, just anxious, and so he was perfect around people, but around other dogs, he was a little bit more uh, aggressive, And but now it's no, nowhere near the case anymore. He's just very easy to have around other dogs, and he just like smells them like normal dog style, you know, <laughs> nose to butt, making sure everything's good, I guess, but doesn't get aggressive or anything. And is yeah, I, I was, he's a big dog though. Like when he pulls, like I have to be like ready to, 
handle that because like he could easily be like a sled dog where he you know he could pull so much weight behind him he's just so powerful but luckily he's like a really nice nice dog and he actually understands that I don't like pulling and like once I kind of like really let him know that I don't I don't want him to do that he's so interesting like it's not like I'm his owner or anything but I was able to like communicate with him that I don't want him to pull and he stopped pulling like is is awesome such a smart dog having him for like two three days was amazing uh loved taking him on walks like I think I I loved going on walks so much that I was like doing it for myself more so than for the dog I ended up taking him on four walks every day two in the morning two in the afternoon and uh it's just funny this is a big ginormous dog and of course big ginormous dogs have big ginormous poops and the first time I had to pick up after him it's like holy cow I am glad I brought extra like bags and I knew I would need it too like <laughs> I ended up I brought four bags ended up using three <laughs> yeah it was, it was yeah but but in by the last day when I um picked up after him I was a professional I only needed one bag so there was an improvement there I guess you could say <laughs> it's great like taking your dog on a walk you know makes you just uh see so much more see your neighborhood like for example I was I took him on an evening walk and I noticed some bats in the sky that was pretty cool I never noticed bats before in my neighborhood but I, I definitely saw multiple at least two bats in the sky at the same time that was pretty cool. Also, what I like about it is like it forces you to uh, just talk to strangers and like interact with people. You know, it's just like I'm just so like starved for that kind of stuff because of COVID. So like having people approach me and want to talk to me is amazing because this dog is just like he's the star of the show. He's just so big and and just majestic <laughs> and people see him and they want to come and ask what breed he is what's his name oh, yeah I don't know if I said that his name's Leo he actually looks like a lion <laughs> with you know how thick his neck is and so it's a, and a perfectly appropriate name and his his um like a coat is the like a tan color similar to like a lion too so it's, it's just awesome <laughs> but yeah we I had I talked to some lady who wanted to give my dog a, a treat and and talk to some other people who you know whose dogs were interested in like being friends and it was it was, just, it was great i love having a dog I, I i fell in love with that dog i i don't know if i can have another one i just i want to steal my brother's dog now <laughs> i was sad seeing him go today actually so but glad to have had him on a different less happy note did you guys hear about uh norm mcdonald passing away Oh man, that really sucked hearing about that great Canadian comedian. I, I loved his uh, comedy so much. Um, really sad to see, not see, really sad to hear about his uh, passing away. From what I understand, he passed away from cancer and he was battling it for nearly 10 years and he had kept it a secret from everybody basically. And uh, yeah, it was quite crazy to hear that. You know, when I heard about his death, I started like going on YouTube and looking up old videos of Norm Macdonald, like comedy and things like that. And I actually came across a, a conversation that he had like only like a year or two ago 
talking to somebody and talking about how, uh, you know, he doesn't think it's um, brave to talk about having having cancer because he's, he's like, that's everybody. <laughs> the way he said it is like, you know, it's, it's he and he's like, it's more courageous. He was actually saying it's more courageous to like actually keep it to yourself and uh, let other people not worry about you. And, you know, he, the man lived by his words and it's, uh, it's uh, really nice to see that not everyone's a hypocrite, I guess, I guess, <laughs> you know, some people actually follow the words that they preach. So yeah, I went back and checked out a bunch of Norm MacDonald videos on YouTube. There's actually a 26-minute short comedy special called One Night Stand that I checked out. It's pretty funny. Uh, there's some like funny moments from like uh, TV shows that he's been on. There was one from The View that I thought was hilarious. He's just like playing like a really dumb guy and just really annoying all the women, especially like Barbara Walters. And it's just like hilarious to see like Barbara Walters with her ridiculous like baby voice just being like, you're supposed to be funny. And he's just like, everyone's laughing except her. It's just like, (laughs) this is how you know he's a comedic genius. (laughs) When someone is saying you're supposed to be funny and everybody else is laughing, (laughs) but them it's just like, yeah, okay. Game over. But yeah, really sad to hear about his death. My condolences go out to his family. And uh, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, let's just change subjects. Let's talk about Canadian politics with the vote coming up. When is it? On Monday, right? (laughs) Do you think voting matters? Does it really matter? Well, I voted conservative, not that it matters, but it turns out that I actually didn't really want to vote conservative, but I just voted whatever was different from liberal that was likely to win. That was kind of my strategy, anything but liberal. (laughs) But then I recently listened to an interview of this uh, PPC leader, Maxime Bernier, and he actually sounds like someone that I'd want to support. So now I wish I I voted for that party, but whatever. I don't really think voting matters. It doesn't do shit, it seems. Sorry. If you disagree, maybe I'm wrong. I'm willing to accept that. I'm willing to agree agree that I'm wrong if I see evidence of of it being true. Um, But yeah, this Maxime Bernier guy, he's like all about individual rights, making sure there's no extreme government overreach, keeping small government, all these things that I think I like. I think a lot of other people I talk to like, but I don't know. Seems like from what the the interview that I um, listened to, the claim that he's making is that he was in the conservative party, but felt that the conservative values were no longer upheld by by the conservatives and uh, the party was becoming just basically a clone of the liberals and he that was not sitting okay with him and so that's why he decided to leave and start his own party his own political party you know take that with a grain of salt of course it's hard to take everything at face value but um from what i heard in the interview it was a long one. It was over an hour long. 
It was the one that he did with Jordan Peterson, by the way. He's a well-known Canadian figure at this point. Some people seem to hate him. I don't know why. He seems like a good person to me. I've read his books. I've listened to his talks. He does not seem like a bad person, but many Canadians don't like him for some odd reason. Usually the social justice warrior types, but uh, let's leave that aside for a second. He did this hour-long, I think it was like close to an hour and a half long interview with Maxime Bernier. And when you talk to someone for that long, you know, they they can't, you, you get a better sense of who they are. They can't fake it for for that long. And so to me, he came off well in that interview. And according to Jordan Peterson, he had invited Aaron O'Toole, the leader of the Conservative Party, to come for a similar type of talk as well. Not like a debate between the two, but just like a a separate uh, conversation to lay out his viewpoints, which Aaron O'Toole declined, which I think is to his detriment. But whatever, he or he's already got my vote, right? So who, who gives a crap? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't know how this uh, vote is going to turn out, but I realized that this vote is actually happening two years too early. I knew it was like a snap election or whatever, and it was called early. But I didn't realize how early it was called. It was like called two years early. How ridiculous is that? And like, I think Canadians should make Trudeau pay for like the, this BS election because clearly the only reason he's doing it is because he's polling well or whatever. And so potentially in two years time when the term is over and we're out of the honeymoon phase and like the decisions made regarding like these COVID restrictions and everything, all that's going to come into effect and people are really going to start really disliking the positions they've put themselves in. Th then I think that's likely then the liberals are not going to be <laughs> voted back into power and they're going to be ousted. So, so while they're polling well, let's get the election going so that we can at least get another four years and possibly with a majority government. So hopefully, like I said, Canadians make Trudeau and the Liberals pay and kick them out of there. And yeah, we can um, get back to, I don't even, I can't even say it. We're never going back to our, our lives before COVID, right? It's never happening. We just have to have new normal. I have quotes around that, of course, but yeah, we clearly have to move on to a new life, a new way of living that somehow can incorporate all the people who are deathly afraid and all the people who just want to have some semblance of normalcy. So there you go. Hot take on politics from Jmart. Don't have much more to say about that. Okay, maybe I have a little bit more to say about that. So I'm in this group chat with a bunch of friends, and one of the guys in the group chat sent out a link in the group chat to an article that says that the leader of the conservative party, Aaron O'Toole, wants to dismantle the CBC. And I think he presented it in a way where it seems to him that this is like a really bad thing. But when I actually saw that, I was like, I think that's actually a good thing. I don't like that the CBC gets all this funding from the government and then, you know, they basically are the mouthpiece of the government from my point of view based on that. But 
this guy doesn't seem to think that. <laughs> I wasn't going to be the one to uh, give my opinion in this particular situation, but another friend of mine stepped up and said, he's got my vote, CBC's opinion and analysis, and he used quotation marks around analysis, <laughs> and analysis pieces are embarrassing. The leadership interviews with Rosie Barton were embarrassing too. She was sucking Trudeau's dick the whole time, but she was completely antagonistic towards Jagmeet and O'Toole. I was very happy that my friend stepped up and uh, said that so that I didn't have to. But of course, the conversation goes back and forth and back and forth. My one friend is trying to make the case that you get a one-sided perspective from the CBC that is cultivated by the state. As a response to that, the person who originally shared the article about CBC says this. He says, you say it as if it's fact. I have yet to see evidence of this. And the fact it's funded by the government with no strings attached gives me more confidence than one which is owned by a Jeff Bezos or any other billionaire. What? What? No strings attached. Like, that's so naive and idealistic to think there's any money that is transferred from one party to another with no strings attached. Like, come on, how old are you? <laughs> he goes on to say, you let people stream to the masses. There's no fact checkers. There's no duty to be unbiased. There's no accountability. It puts those which have no standards on par with those that have a higher level of standard and professionalism. That is such bullshit. That is absolutely not true. Okay. If someone makes good content, then that will come through in a way of high level of standard and professionalism so that people can tell who they want to go and watch and who they want to pay attention to, okay? I hate these people who think that everyone's an idiot and that everyone needs a nanny state to hold their hand and tell them what to do and tell them what to think and we need people with professionalism and high standards and, and qualities or whatever the hell and rubber stamps and certificates and approvals of authority to show that these are the people you have to listen to and nobody else. No, that is complete garbage. That is not how we actually move forward in a society there is always the status quo that becomes too complacent and stale, and somebody comes around and challenges that. Of course, the powers that be either ignore or squash any challenges. So at first they ignore you, they laugh at you, they will fight you, but eventually, if you have a legitimate challenge and you actually point to some truth, then usually over a longer enough period of time, society will adopt that truth and the powers that be can't do anything about it. It's just the fact that the content and quality of what you're saying, it points to something that is truthful and is, and is helpful in some way and provides value to people, okay? You don't need what this guy is saying, some fact checkers. Who's checking the fact checkers? If anything, we need less centralization of power, information, and more decentralization. This is why mainstream news is dying and like alternative media is thriving right now. All right, that is now the last thing that I will say about the elections coming up. Hopefully, I said I was going to be more positive, but event, you know, it's only so long I can be positive for until I like I don't know. I have conversation or I'm part of conversations like that that makes me upset, you know, like I don't know. If someone has a different viewpoint, maybe you could share it with me and help me understand a little bit better as to what I'm missing. How is it that when the government funds 
a channel that that channel is no longer the mouthpiece of that said government. How is that not true? How is it just not propaganda what they're presenting on CBC? Um, seems pretty straightforward to me. I mean, but like I said, I'm willing to change my mind if someone's willing to have, can have a conversation with me and point to how that could possibly not be true. Write me in, get in contact with me, newsletter at jmartfit.com. Get in touch with me on Instagram or Twitter at jmartfit, J-M-A-R-T-F-I-T. Let's get a conversation going and let's uh, figure this out together. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good week and keep moving and stay active. Jmart out.